Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. We're not focused on the Clippers, and we never really were. You know, it's, it's all about who's in front of you. Uh, when you focus on other teams, instead of, you know, taking care of your food, I mean, it happens like that. So, you know, for us, we've always focused on us and then focused on Portland, focused on Houston, and control what we, we can control as a team. Now our focus is on Denver. That's Kyle Kuzma dismissing the Clippers. You know Larry the Laker loves that kind of stuff, PK. That is just awesome for Laker fans. Clippers are down. Don't even kick them. Ignore them. Well, maybe kick them while you're ignoring them by pretending to ignore them. Why would Kyle Kuzma be asked about the Clippers? They're not playing them. I don't don't get the reference. Uh, I assume that was a question from L.A. media about the Battle of L.A. and it not happening. That'd be my guess. I don't know, not having heard the question. But I don't think he would just randomly discuss that. So... They'll start tomorrow, game one in the West. It's game two in the Eastern final tonight. Miami and Boston, lots of predictions in the long series. You expect the long series? Or you think Jimmy Butler has other plans? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Jimmy Butler's planning on losing at least three games. <laughs> That's not what I mean, and you know it, but that was fun. <laughs> I'm going Miami, and all that matters is you get to four first. Uh, if it goes long, so be it. But uh, I wouldn't see why the Celtics wouldn't be able to win at least a couple of ball games. But I am going Miami. It's not like they're a completely non-flawed team, so to speak. But I think they've got the best player, and I expect them to win. Jimmy Butler, third team All-NBA, along with the Celtics' Jason Tatum and Jazzman Rudy Gobert. The first team, it's... Well, it's LeBron James again, 16th time in his career record for the, uh, the NBA. He's there with his uh, teammate Anthony Davis, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Luka Doncic, first team breaking through. How many of these do you want to reverse, PK? Or are there too many wrong that you just don't care and you're moving on? So these are first team all whackers we're talking about? Those are first team all NBAers, but yes. Thank you, Riley. Uh, they're, they're fine. I'm fine with it. Jokic and Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, all second team along with Chris Paul and Pascal Siakam. And obviously then how guys perform in the playoffs changes people's perception, but it's a regular season award. So there you go. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. College hoops, it's back to the future. Thanksgiving weekend. Back in the day, that's when it used to start. Then they started uh, moving it up a week here, a week there. But this year, it's going to be Thanksgiving. NCAA Senior Always Vice President of Basketball Dan Gavitt says by Thanksgiving week, the date of November 25, 76% of all D1 schools will have finished their fall semester completely or released their general student body for in-person instruction. With general students home for the month of December and the early part of January, there's at least a six-week window for the college basketball season to get underway. Campuses are going to turn into many bubbles as they empty out, apparently. 
Uh, I I don't know that they nailed it down completely. I think they'll be. Uh, I think it's uh, they're looking at like 24 games plus a tournament for a regular season this year. So shortening it up just a little bit, kind of acknowledging they're not playing for a, the a maximum couple weeks. number is 27 games currently. Right, which would be 24 and a three 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 games, games in a yeah. tournament. Hey, who's playing whom? Don't know for sure. I think there'll be some tweaking of schedules. I think teams will have to lose a few games. I mean, for the I would assume like for the Pac-12, they're going to that 20-game conference season. So that leaves you whatever tournament you had scheduled, and then the rest of your non-conference games. I guess you get to pick four of them, and you hold on to those and rest. It's thanks, but maybe another time. Have you heard anything? Is that what you're getting at, or you legitimately don't know how this is going to shake out? No, I'm, t- I'm not in college basketball mode. I mean, I'm rarely in college basketball mode in September, if at all, ever. But uh, no, I haven't. I mean, I think the big news yesterday is the, the college football, not the college basketball. Yep. So BYU is going to have a basketball availability, and we can ask uh, later today and find out what's going to happen with their schedule. Uh, BYU gets a commitment from Jake Wallen from Timview High. So you got that also. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I think the last person you want to call out after the first game of the year is Tom Brady. Now, maybe they they had a mutual truce going into the game, going into the season. Hey, I, you know, I'm going to be hard on you. I want the guys to know that we're going to treat you the same, even though technically I'm not. So are you okay with it? If, if they have that truce, great. If not, I, I think you're barking up the wrong tree. The, the dissension could easily uh, enter quickly. That's Brett Favre talking about the Buccaneers and the relationship between the coach, Bruce Arians, and Tom Brady. And the Bucks coach, Arian, says he doesn't care what people have to say, including Brett Favre. Tom and I are fine. I don't really care what other people think. So it's just what he and I think. We left the stadium fine. We showed up today fine. There ain't nothing to talk about. Classic Bruce Arians from his Arizona days, PK. Sound familiar? I think it's classic Brett Favre trying to stay relevant. Uh, one game and you didn't play well by your own acknowledgement and the relationship is shattered and fractured and it's over. An ex-player who doesn't get interviewed and wants to keep his name out there, man, and thinks, you know, used to having uh, every little thing. You're getting your, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Yeah, the one thing about Brett Favre is he told me that in their meetings and, and in practice, the guy loved to fart. <laughs> True story. I mean, Somebody was bored. He would. He was. Uh, Ty told me that Favre was a big time farter. <laughs> Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. NFL announces after that season opener. Everybody's tested. Everybody came back negative. NFL's pumped about that. Full contact, travel, all that stuff, and everybody's good to go. Tonight, it's the Bengals and the Browns. Baker Mayfield, the 2018 number one pick versus Joe Burrow. The 2020 number one pick. Eh, it's still the Bengals and the Browns, though. Two teams going nowhere, PK. Uh, the way I look at it, it's still NFL football. Not it's the Bengals and the Browns. I mean, you, you put a negative spin on it. I put it's a positive spin. It's NFL football. I can watch NFL football just about any, any time. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag college football. It's important that you are in a perpetual process of gathering information, analyzing information, setting high standards, and also looking at each other to say that we now have met those standards for our student athletes to participate. And that's why this is a, a, um, a happy day for us in the Big Ten. That's the commissioner, Kevin Warren, spinning like a top right there. Send out a schedule so everybody thinks you're playing. A week later, say you're not playing, then say you're not revisiting it, then revisit, then play. If he just said that from the start, then everything else would have looked more normal. But the Big Ten is getting ready to play. The weekend of October 24. Eight games, eight weeks. Big Ten title game on December 19th, a day before the selection day for the college football playoff. If everything goes right, they can shoehorn it in there, PK. Yeah, who's Ohio State going to play in that semi? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the easy guess is to say Wisconsin. No, not in the finals of the Big Ten. I'm talking about the playoff. Ah! Oh. Clemson. I don't know. Could be okay. Oklahoma or Alabama. A repeat of last year. Well, yeah, it's... It was, it's the darkest day in Big Ten history. I mean, I'm, I haven't left my basement all day. I mean, it's less than 24 hours. It's, just, it's the darkest day. As we listen to this national media lecture us about what they should do, and just get off of it already. Shut up. Jeez, give it a try. And, oh, jobs are at stake, and we're using these young men, all of whom want to play. If they don't, they don't have to. And yeah, jobs are at stake, just like your job. <laughs> yeah, you've been writing about it uh, forever, and that you've been making money off of it. And now all of a sudden, this all this hypocrisy is driving me nuts. And no, oh, they've sold their soul to the SEC. Well, thank God they've sold their soul to the SEC. <laughs> and, the, and without those other teams, other conferences playing, I don't know that the Big Ten would play. Uh, they might not if everybody had shut down. There wouldn't have been the uh, yeah. the, there wouldn't have been the the pressure, the second guessing, the self introspection. Maybe maybe one of these testing companies would have showed up. Yeah. And the, you know that it's what you said a long time ago. You always thought that they were going to do whatever it took to play, and if they couldn't play, then they wouldn't play. But there was a lot of money at stake. And a lot of people want to play. So they're constantly going to be trying to find a way to play. Now, quote-unquote, trying to find a way to play looks different for different conferences, right? In the SEC, Missouri's got 11 guys who can't play this weekend, and they are going to, here's the phrase, find a way to play. Now, I guess Missouri's going to be down 12 guys. Florida Atlantic's down 11 guys, right? So schools are going to find a way to play. Now, Arkansas State finally couldn't find a way to play. They absolutely can't because, because of a position, position group. group. Yeah, But they were missing like eight starters and a quarter of their roster when they played last week. Arkansas, ASU is getting so much run, PK. So you find a way to play. And for the Pac-12, they're going to find a way to play here. They're going to be testing everybody every day. The governors, already, the governors are already like... The governor of Oregon is, I'm touring a fire. Go talk to the county health people. They're going to find a way to play, just like the NFL found a way to play. And then behind them, the NBA is going to find a way to play in January. 
Yeah, and the uh, Mountain West, too. Yeah, the Mountain West Don't does forget. seem like they're coming back, too. The Mountain West. Yeah, and, and, if you, and if you have to sit out a week or two or whatever it might be, and eventually you have to sit out everything, then that's the way it goes. But it's, it's to me, and I'm rarely political, but I listen to all these people in the schools, and a lot of people who don't have kids in school are telling us what we should do who have kids in school. And they didn't go through what some of us went through last spring and how difficult it was and the depression that sits in, particularly kids who aren't raised in a, you know, the all-American family, which a lot of people think they are, and, uh, you know, with the two parents and whatnot. I've got one of those, and, and to see the daily struggle was absolutely, it was real, on top of the struggles that are already there. So give it a shot. Mountain West is uh, aggressively exploring options to play an eight-game season, and it may be nine teams. Uh, Brett McMurphy tweeting out, not all schools might play with Hawaii, Fresno, and Air Force, the biggest unknowns for a full season. Travel in and out of Hawaii, I get that. I'm not sure with the other two schools. The Air Force is slated for two games, and the other service academies are playing, so... I kind of thought they would play. But. I'm probably concerned about trying to fit all those games in and also play the Academy games. Yeah, that could be it. You're right. Yeah. All right. FCS, they're going to try to play. It looks like they're going to do the spring season, a 16-team spring playoff. April 24th to May 15th. So Weber State in Southern Utah and, uh, and Dixie State may get going yet. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Swung on and hit in the air to right. And that ball is gone into the right field seats. Over the auxiliary scoreboard, the seventh home run of the year and the third home run of the game for Higashioka, the home run Stroka. And getting Higgy with it. And the Yankees now take a 13-1 lead. Kyle, <laughs> getting higgy with it. <laughs> okay, with three home runs. Out of the number nine spot, PK, he was hitting ninth and he hit three homers. Since when does the number nine hitter hit three homers? Oh, it's really his last night. Yankees, seven straight wins now. 28 and 21, three games behind the Rays in the American League East. Dodgers take two out of three from the Padres, solidify their grasp on the National League West. They are up three and a half games. They've clinched a postseason berth for the eighth straight year, which is the third longest playoff streak in baseball history. It's the Braves and who else? I saw it on the list and I can't remember now, PK. It was the Braves through the 90s. They had that run. Always a safe guess, right? Yeah. Giants beat the Mariners 9-3. San Francisco hit three homers as the road team playing at home. They had a game up in Seattle. Well, they had a series up in Seattle scheduled, and they had a game canceled, and there's smoke, so they had to get to move to another stadium because all the wildfires and all the smoke in the air and the unsafe air. Well, whatever. There's no fans of games anyway, so work it out. And the I Giants, think I understand on that. Does, Go ahead. Doesn't Seattle have a dome? Yes. They do, a roof? But they already said that there were issues even with that dome closed, just with how bad the air quality is overall. There were concerns well, with Well, then the why do you have to breathe? 
There you go. Giants back to 500, which uh, the way things are going in the National League these days, ties them for the sixth seed with the Philadelphia Phillies with eight teams going to the playoffs. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, 8 o'clock hour, Craig Bullerjack, radio voice of the Utah Jazz at 8.30. Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, 9 o'clock, U.S. Open and NBA playoffs coming up. And we got the question of the day on the way. We will do that next for you college football fans. Stay with us. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Didn't he just say there's nothing the state is doing to stand in the way of college football? What? Your policy is in the way. I'm not following that, really. (laughs) Pro teams are doing it. Sorry, my phone's ringing. What, is this your first day on radio? Oh, well, just let it ring out. Hit the the button. I know, it's across the roof. Jake, why are you calling me? (laughs) (laughs) Are you just doing that just to bug me now? I am. I admit it. That was a low blow. Who's calling you this time? Um, I don't know who that you is. You don't have Lloyd's number in your phone. <laughs> now Scotty's calling. Phone's <laughs> ringing, dude. The Big Show. Weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. in part by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Question of the morning, what should the Conference of Champions do? PK just saying Conference of Championships got people going. They didn't get to the question. There are too many comments on Conference of Champions. Tony, retire the name Conference of Champions. Why? Uh, Jacob, the SEC's already playing. Sam, the champions of what? You want me to go down the list? You better sit down. It's going to take a while. There's <laughs> 500 of them. You can blow right through that. The SEC's already playing, Brady says. Oh, BYU fans. <laughs> Here's what they should do Test everybody and play ball Isn't that what they're going to do? Is there any doubt now? Does anybody actually think they're going to sit this out? You'd bet on that? No, they're going to play Well, yeah, but that's two different things I didn't say what are they going to do I said what should they do So depend on what your voter registration is determining what you're going to decide and what you think they should do. It wasn't what are they going to do. You asked me the other day. I told you I'd be shocked if they weren't playing in November. Now, I just didn't make that up. Somebody told you they'd be shocked if they weren't playing in November. That's the way I thought, yeah. A lot of stuff that I say, I repeat uh, what's been said. I do it in complete and total confidence at all times. That's one of the things uh, I haven't accomplished a lot in my life, but 
one of the things I'm proud of is that uh, folks know if they tell me something, they can trust me. It goes nowhere. So you, I think it was this week. We're already into Thursday. Days blow by so fast. Uh, and I think I said, I know, I know I said I'd be shocked if they weren't playing in November. And that was before all this other stuff came out. Just like in Jan- uh, July, I had said well before that they were going to uh, made the announcement that they were going to play conference only. And that's what they initially decided, and that's ultimately what they're going to do. They're going to try, which has always been my line of thinking all along. Try to play. And if you have to have interruptions like we've had, like we're having with the Cougars on Saturday, so be it. Then try again, whatever the next game is. In this case, it's the following week, the men of Troy. Not those men of Troy, the other men of Troy. These are Troy and they're men, so they are the men of Troy. There are many men of Troy wandering around multiple states. Many men eat, but Fu Manchu. Brian says, it seems as though the Pac-12 has followed the Big Ten's lead every step of the way. Thank goodness the Big Ten will now play. So not surprisingly, the Pac-12 is now working on it. Let's hope they can move fast and start playing by October 24th. I think they're looking at the following week. But one week versus the next doesn't really matter. Get seven games in then before they play the conference title game. I wouldn't play a conference title game, but if that's what they decide, so be it. Play games and declare champion. Play that following week. Yeah, it's like the old days. I mean, it used to be uh, the old old days. Not everybody played everybody. It's been that way for a number of years, and then it went back to not everybody playing right. everybody when they expanded. They've alternated through history. When it was the Pac-8, they played all, you played seven games and played everybody. And when it went to the Pac-10, you still only played eight and you skipped somebody uh, until they changed their mind and decided to play all nine. Well, then the number of games increased too. It used yep. to be you played 10 games. So they had more games, more weeks to work with. But yeah, and the world didn't end when they did that. So, but if, they, if that's what they decide, so be it. At this point, it's, it's like BYU's schedule. If you have a team to play... I'm okay with it. It doesn't really matter to me who that team is. And whatever format they choose, it doesn't really matter. I personally would let them play, let everybody play an extra game and rather than just have two teams play and then go from there. That and that that's my line of thinking, but if that if they don't want to do that, it's no I'm not going to quibble either. I'm not going to write a column and lecture people on what they should do. Let them decide for themselves. Paul says they should play football. I'm now looking forward to my two favorite teams playing this season, Washington versus Utah. You can't have two favorite teams. You can only have one. Paul In the begs, conference? Paul no. begs to differ. Paul, you're dead wrong. Can't do it. Not in the same conference. You can't have co-favorites. You can have favorites in order of importance to you, but you can't have two co-favorites. It doesn't work. Oh, so you'll allow him a first and a second team, but just not one A and one B. Uh, You can have 
12 favorite teams, <laughs> but you can only have one that you root for the most. In the same conference? Come on. Come on. I want to argue. Same. I want to argue with you, but actually, I completely agree. You can like multiple teams. I mean, I've got very little problem rooting for these teams outside of conference. Uh, you know, the Utes have taken on a, a high level of importance that would that hasn't been that way for many many years for me. Uh, but because of relationships and the job, and it's good for business when they win, I have no problem. Rooting for them to win, if it's all selfish reasons. Uh, but, and as I've gotten an opportunity to mingle with these folks more and more and not have to mingle with fans of other teams, like for instance, uh, I tend to find myself wanting to see SC do well. Because you're not in LA listening to SC prattle on about, SC fans prattle on about their greatness. Yeah, they're in my face all the time. Well, now they're not, and, you know, I've interviewed Clay Helton a number of times, and I would like to see him do well. I've always been uh, a fan of Stanford. Now, for many years, they weren't very good, but I've known some people who play there. I had not, I've had i been there several times. I had an opportunity for another reason to spend uh, three days on their campus once. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just remarkable. It's a remarkable place. And David Shaw, my gosh, I love the dude. The stuff he says, the stuff I've talked to him about off microphone, just been, yeah, I, I think the world of him. I know this last year they struggled and he's got to get it back. It's all about winning. You can be the greatest human being in the world, but if you don't win, you're gone. So you're going to have the highest graduation rates and be a good person. And, all, and, that, and that's all nice and well and good, but it's about winning. So he's got to win. So we'll see how that plays out over the long term. So, yeah, I think you can have teams you root for, like to see do well, but you really only have one team in the conference. Now, if you want to have other teams out of the conference, maybe co-favorites, but this is your college team. If, if, if you have two teams, I'm wondering, did you go to either? Yeah, lived near one and lived near another. Lived near one and had a family member go to the other. But not yeah, because, you walking the halls. Because I think once you go there and you're there, especially in my day when there wasn't online and you were there every day, I took a couple of summer school extension courses. I mean by extension away from the campus. But all the rest of all the credits were earned on campus every single day there's something to be said for that but if you're if you just grew up in the area and you're and you're a fan of the team well then it's easy to see that your allegiances can can change because you you, you you like you you're an aztec fan but you're not an aztec i am not right and if san diego state plays uc santa barbara in basketball i root for uc santa barbara it happens occasionally it played i don't know four times maybe Six times, of course. like that, over the last three decades. Yeah. Well, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah because you're a, you're a Santa Barbara guy. Yeah, that's that's your school, not your team that you rooted for as a boy, but your school. That'll always be your school. It'll never change. It was just uh, two weeks ago. Somebody from Utah 
was on vacation. A couple was down there vacation, and I got a text. Where should we go eat? And there are places that have been there for 40 years, man. They are just old standbys, and they are money. Well, you go here, blah, 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 blah. I get a photo, and there they are sitting on the deck overlooking the marina eating the clam chowder. Brophy Brothers, through the decades. Where you should go eat is a big deal. (laughs) Yep. That's what I got texted. I was going to send them to another cool place, but somebody bought it up, and it's closed now. It happens. Neil says, here's what the conference champions should do. They should stay home in mama's basement. Nah. Let them evolve and move forward. Someone will stand on their shoulders and do the next thing. It'd be interesting to see if this antigen testing that uh, Larry Scott labeled the game changer, and now I think he's going to bring them back, if that is where we are going as far as you know, fans in NBA games and Major League Baseball games and NFL games going forward. You know, there'll probably be limited capacity, and so then it stands to reason that, well, they're going to let in the fans who pay the most money. You know, the 35, and we got to eliminate some seats. Let's eliminate some $35 seats, right? Not the $350 seats. And at well, $350, yeah. if you just tack on an extra 15 to cover the antigen test and you tell people to show up 15 minutes early, you know, the, the people who are sitting in the, the new seats when they renovated the arena here and what the Jazz have there's some version of these at baseball, football, and basketball stadiums all over the country where, you know, people are eating on the site before the game, some kind of yeah. type of restaurant thing that they've built into the stadium. And so if you're paying, I don't know, two, three, four hundred bucks, whatever it is, you know, and you tack on another 15 to cover the antigen test, well, that's kind of a rounding error. The business might have bought the tickets. I don't see that as a big deal. It might be a big deal to someone who's sitting in the upper bowl up high and has paid 35 bucks. That, that could be a big deal. But on a $300 ticket, eh, and you're already showing up at an hour before the game to eat anyway, so now you got to show up an hour and 15 minutes so you can wait to get cleared to come in. You know, it's still that still sounds a little clunky, but that sounds like something like over time, how does that evolve? And maybe that's how you get back instead of what are the – a lot of NFL stadiums were empty. The Cowboys are going to have 25% of the fans. You know, how do you get to a point where you have 50% of the fans back? You know, how does this evolve over time? And it kind of feels like this might be the start of something. You know, not quite right. They'll have to tinker with it. Maybe the tests will get less expensive or they'll get faster or both or there'll be something else that we can't foresee right now. But it sounds like this is something we can evolve to as we move towards a new normal as quick as possible because nobody really likes the present. Well, I have no idea what antigen testing is. I I couldn't tell you. I'm not. That that's a brand new word to me. Uh, but I would think that you would want in the spacing that you would want to take advantage of upper deck, as you say. Mm-hmm. Why have that sit vacant? That doesn't make any sense to me. So I think you would have pricing all across the board. Could be, or they could be up in the price of some of those since, you know, supply and demand. A popular oh. team's got seats to sell. I, 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 this is not breaking news, but prices are going to continue to go up. They may go up faster here in the short run. Uh, whatever. Maybe not. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll still stay where they are. So, yeah, prices are what they are. And if you can afford it, you go. If you can't, you don't. I mean, that's the way of the world. And most people can't. 
So I don't really worry about that. What What is antigen? I don't even know what that is. I have no idea what that means. Well, we're not going to have a science class now. <laughs> Daniel I says been the, tested, so. Daniel says the conference a pathetic. They haven't been relevant in anything in years. Wow. He's trying to hurt people. That's not true. That's why they're the Conference of Champions, because they continue to rack up titles at double the rate of everybody else. And what do you They haven't been relevant in football and basketball. Is that what you're saying? Because they own everything else. <laughs> Golf, tennis, water polo, volleyball. This is so that's so that's just simply not true. Blair says, hand over the belt. Oh, the championship belt. Hand it over. Tyler wants him to Adam fold. Scott is even. Fold. Your boy Adam Scott. Adam Scott's even through five. He just made a birdie putt. Sweet. My second round draft pick. <laughs> Bob laughed at. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you're now rooting for Adam Scott. You want to win, but your fourth favorite golfer is Adam Scott. <laughs> we, had a, we had a U.S. Open draft. You've got uh, DJ, you've got uh, Daniel Berger, and you took Cantley with your third-round pick at my urging. Uh, and I took Adam Scott in the second round, and Bob clearly thought it was a horrific pick. <laughs> He's 40 years old now. But, uh, we'll Kids see. are all grown up. Even. Okay. Plenty of time to blow up. You just got to dump one or two in the rough there at Wingfoot, and trouble could ensue. Yeah, they're only five through five. Well, he's through five holes. Tiger's about ready to hit his. Uh, he's plus two. He hit his shot on his sixth. His sixth hole. Oh, pitch shot he's got coming up. But uh, yeah, they're gonna play, man. Give it a shot. I don't understand why people don't want them to give it a shot. The only thing I can think of is it's political. Well, I guess and it depends on who you're, that. who you're saying on, on who is saying don't play. I mean, a lot of these people who are posting. Well, it's national either, media that's that are uh, they're out there in droves. I guess you I mean, think I it's going to go lead, through and list about 10, 15 people. You think it's going to lead to uh, massive outbreaks? And, you know, I, I think with their testing, it isn't going to, you know. I mean, being on campus can lead to massive outbreaks. We've seen that on campuses all over the place. I've got breaking news. Live shot. Patrick Reed just hold, had a hole-in-one, one hopped it. Nice! <laughs> yeah. None of, us, none of us drafted Patrick uh, Reed. I did last time, but I didn't, I didn't this time. He one-hopped right in there. Where is he on the, yeah. where is I, he on I, the leaderboard? I, Does that put him under par? Uh, I think uh, minus one, yeah. I think the leader's minus two. Uh, I think it's political. I think that this, this, this media, they want to lecture us. And, and I get it, particularly from the media perspective, because the guy you hate in the White House has gone after you from day one. And so naturally you're going to resist. And I think most, I think if you polled media members, particularly newspaper folk or some form of printed word, whether it be internet, I think it's overwhelming that they want that guy out. You really think college football is going to get him in or out? I mean, there's a million important things going on in the world. 
I think, image. So you have an opportunity to attack him. And the, the point is that they're, they hate this guy because he's, in their minds, he's attacked them, the fake news. I mean, fake news has become a big phrase now. And I think he's the one who coined it, right? He is, I've and it's almost it it's so to the frequently. It's almost all. a cliche, and people use it to get a laugh in meetings. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can understand very much why you would be against him, because he's attacked you over and over again. Now, if you can argue it's justifiable, whatever. That's not the point. I can get it. I think it has to be. Why are there so many folks? that are so against getting back out on the field and at least giving it a try. The coaches want it. The players want it. Talking to one of our listeners who, uh, who is at risk because of multiple health conditions, I think that there are a group of people out there, if you're not in them, it's hard to understand how scared they are of this. So I wouldn't think that that's most people in the media, but I would think that that is some, you know, if you're in a family that's largely healthy and doesn't have pre-existing health conditions, you know, it's one level of threat. Um, but I think there's more people than we know or that we estimate, you know, I think there's like 25 million diabetics out there. And I don't know that everybody who has diabetes huh? has the same level of concern, you know, and uh, especially with uh, maybe something like asthma, because I think that's something where I think you kind of, at least I have this sense that, you know, there are people who for whom that is more serious or less serious. It's serious to some point, but it's really critical for more people. You know, how often you have an asthma attack and all that would, would bring it to the forefront. So I think people in those what's groups that have to do with college football. Well, because I think in the background of all of this, everybody's got their life and knows people in these groups and has is more, um, I don't know, what, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Not more aware. I mean, yeah, maybe more aware, but more um, hypersensitive. That's probably a good one. Yeah, probably more hypersensitive to okay, so, getting this. So if they're not and, playing college football, they're locked under their bed in their basement? <laughs> I don't understand. That's probably a little extreme, but they are more limited in, in what they do and where they go and who they expose themselves to. And anything that leads a into like a community-wide outbreak, I mean, you got to take it beyond the college football game. Anything that leads to a community-wide outbreak will, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I was going to say start to freak them out. But then we need an entire a, shutdown, not just college and that football. Also, we got to shut that, everything and down. And that also doesn't work. I mean, that doesn't work long term. And right. this is clearly in the long term. So there's, no, there's very little connection with your folks with diabetes and college football. I don't think that's true if you're sitting in a different chair because you're looking at a community outbreak, not just specifically whether four football players get it. You know, whether the game is played and whether four players get it. I mean, that's one way to look at it. But when it's a community outbreak and it mushrooms, that's a big problem to some people, and it really. How do you know them. it wouldn't have outbroken whether they play or not? You don't. You don't. That's and the I point. Think, and I think so. Why not try? That, and then, if you need to shut it down, shut it down. Well, because then there's an outbreak, and they're at risk. That's what they think. I mean, <laughs> there would have been an outbreak anyway. Maybe you have no idea. That's the point. Yes, and so the point is, to some people, have one less chance to have the outbreak. 
I think. With let's the, pick on college the, football. Then let's uh, let's have school, all schools shut down, all po- businesses, all restaurants, all well, golf courses. There might be a chance. There is, yes. And to your point about all schools, two weeks before, or maybe a week, a week or two before school opened, Channel 2 had two news crews, one at the Davis School District, where they were going to, um, I think they eventually did, uh, divide the student body in half in A and B days. So you were going Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday, and everybody was online Friday, and you're online the other days. And people were protesting yeah. that. And then you got down at the Granite School District where they decide they don't want to do that, and they're going to send schools to kids to school five days a week. And you got five, 500 people down there protesting that. Literally anything you do is going to drive someone uh, you know, exactly. Just make so that's furious. why you got to do something. Yeah, because you're not going to please but, everybody. But nobody agrees. On that's what not going to happen because it's going to be divided along political lines. I don't think. Yes, along political lines, but not just along political lines. No, but a large portion, and then they're not worried about what about the kids who have to be at home and suffer massive depression and all sorts of other issues, which I live through. So I'm very sensitive to that. A brutal decision. For single parents, a brutal decision. And you got to go to work and you want your kids at school uh, because you have no one to take care of them at home because you're a single parent and you've got to go to work. But you also know that well, if they go to school to and bring it home, parent. I know, but if you, okay, but talking to single parents, if you send them to school and they bring it home and you get sick, who else takes care of the kids? They are literally freaked out about both decisions, knowing full well one of them has to happen. So, yes, there are lots of scenarios out there, and there are lots of people with difficult backstories. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. The Pac-12 will move on regardless of what California and Oregon schools are able to do. It's not a matter of if, it's just when. Is it going to be October? Is it going to be early November? Is it going to be mid to late November? And I got to think with the Big Ten, with their announcement today, Pac-12 has to make the announcement quick if they want to get in on college football playoff and New Year's Six games. You can't, okay, well, let's get a bunch of Zoom meetings and try to figure this out. No, you got to go. Whether California can go or not, it doesn't matter. You got to go. And that's there is a lot of urgency right now because if the Pac-12 starts in mid to late November, what are you playing for? What are you doing? Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Summer's gone, and you think that yet again you're the best barbecue guy on the block? Well, are you? You can be one of two contestants to prove it. Friday the 18th, that's tomorrow at the Ace Hardware on 6200 South and Highland Drive. Tweet at us now. Tell us why you should be there taking on the Zone host for the inaugural Zone Barbecue Championship. It's brought to you by Ace Hardware, the store, Trigger Grills, and the Zone Sports Network. Contestants will be drawn today during Scotty and Hans' show. Enter now, and you could be there tomorrow. All right, PK, we got a couple calls during the break from people who don't want to go on the air. I don't know if they're uh, scared of us or if they uh, uh, don't want their boss to recognize their voice or uh, if they're at home and they're supposed to be working already, so they got to get back to the grind. 
I was going to say they don't want to talk on the phone while they're driving in their car, but who's who's guy, commuting? One guy was Working definitely on his car. For, like, oh, he was? Bluetooth all right, well, whatever. So uh, they want us to dress this as being all about the money. I think we've already done that on multiple times, but, you know, by request. PK, it's all about the money. The bowl subdivision okay. now, nine of the ten teams are playing. The, ch- the Conferences, not teams. The conferences are, yeah. Nine of the ten conferences are playing, but volleyball's not coming back. Have you heard anything about cross country coming back? It's football. Uh, I thought their seasons are going to be set up for them. In the spring? Or you uh, think they're going to squeeze them in right now? I saw a thing that I thought I saw a thing that lists the potential start dates for all these sports. They move very. They move the uh, the FCS, which uh, you know has TV contracts and you know ESPN televises their games and all that. But ESPN isn't going to have any time or space for them with all the football they're going to have in December from the SEC and the ACC and the Big Ten and on down the line. So they're going to play in the spring. Okay, fine. Yeah. What what is it about the money? What why, why do we have to apologize that something is about the money? So many things are about the money, why wouldn't this be about the money too? Because that seems like that's a negative. It's about the money. Duh. Well, I think the point If you just if you got your job, if you got your, uh, I I spoke to somebody at the U who told me in his department eight people lost their jobs. Yeah. And that's real to them, to those folks. He said he was fortunate enough to be spared. But that there was a bunch of others. Yeah, to the point, him. PKs. He, his point was more: they've been spouting off this is about player safety, blah 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 blah. But all of a sudden, what has changed? And all of a sudden, they're back, and it looks like, yeah, well, guess what? They saw the budget shortfalls, and now they're playing. Yeah, I think it's beyond that. The the, the budget shortfalls, as Mark Harlan announced weeks ago, the the. They knew the budget shortfalls. They may not have known the exact figure, but once they decided not to play, people were going to lose employment, lose their livelihood. Of course it's about the money. And I proudly proclaim that it's about the money. That's, that's why they exist in the first place. It's about the money. That's why whatever exists in the first place, it's about the money. Yes. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And it, it it's if that's your f- the definition of hypocrisy, fine. What was the other call about Yach? Short attention span theater. I already forgot. So another gentleman called in talking about he grew up in the fifties. He said yeah. in the polio epidemic during that era. He said what we're facing right now, in his opinion, is nothing compared to what they were facing back then. Mm. Well, I remember in fifty two, it was tough. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> How old are you? Kenan's like 85. <laughs> I was 17, 52. You are not. <laughs> I, actually, I wish I was. I'd look really good for my age then. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you lived around older relatives. You had to hear stories about polio. I had a couple relatives who had polio. Well, yeah, so from an extended stories. family. I come from a massive extended family, so, uh, yeah. I mean, you can go on and on on a number of things that they tell you about, good and bad. Not everything was worse or tougher back then, and, and vice versa. Not everything was uh, greater back then. It was, uh, 
goes both ways. But, but yeah, my guess is that person is a Republican. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're talking NBA playoffs with Craig Bullerjack in 30 minutes. In one hour, Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, talking U.S. Open. You'll keep us updated if anything else crazy happens. Apparently, Jordan Spieth's been all over the place this morning. He's had three birdies in a row. Yeah, he was plus three. Now he's even. It's on the Golf Channel right now. I'm watching it. Graham McDowell just sank a bomb. Yacht, do you have the technology to change the television in here yet, or does that still escape you? Um, on that TV. <laughs> okay, never mind. TBD. <laughs> DJ and PJ. Tiger's lining up about a four-footer. Ooh. He's plus one. He's on the seventh hole. All right. He's P- for par, though, so he'd stay plus one. Okay. But go ahead. PK will have more updates for us and keep us up to speed. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.